What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 122 of the Half Gen Podcast. We're back at it again. I am joined this week by our usual uh, usual suspects. We got Ross Orlando here. We got Tony Man here. Go Celtics! I don't know if it's I don't know if it's more professional. Other podcasts, everybody does first oh, and whatever. last name. Yeah, you caught me off guard with the last name. Not gonna lie. Because I, 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 every other podcast I listen to, they're all like first name, last name. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, well, we probably should because like we do it on the website. Yeah, it's our first and last names are on Twitter, so it's not like it's secret. Yeah. I am Chris Vote. It's pronounced Vote, like how you vote for president. Nobody knows that. <laughs> Nobody. I just so had a conversation with say? somebody at work last week. Vagat. I had this guy. No, I had this guy. He's um, uh, Albanian, and he would always come up and he'd just be like, "Vukt." What? He say it like that. He'd be like, "Vukt." I'm not gonna lie, I almost like that better. Yeah, and so like, I, <laughs> yeah, who like, his name was like Fike, vote, So I, I started. He kept saying it like that, and I didn't know he didn't know how to say it. And then one day he's like, "How do you say that? How do you say this name?" And I told him, and he's like, "Oh, that's it." He's like, I've been sounding like an idiot for months. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he says that good. to me, and I just go, fuck! <laughs> like, like, hike the fuck, fuck! <laughs> That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of shit going on in video games. We're going to get right into it. We're going to, if we have time, we'll talk about what we've been playing. But this week, we got shit. We're going to start with the latest and greatest in the breaking news. BlizzCon's opening ceremony was today, and Blizzard brought the games. Unlike last year, there were no memes to be had, with maybe one exception. I don't know. Who doesn't have a phone? (laughs) It doesn't matter because they didn't say anything about anything mobile. (laughs) (laughs) What did they announce, Chris? All right, so first and foremost, um, we talked a little before the podcast, um, Ross and I kind of... With For the majority of this, we're going to keep it to the game announcements, because if we go down the rabbit hole of politics, we're going to be here all night. We're not actually going to talk about the games that were spoken about. So we're going to keep it to the games for the most part. However, J. Allen Brack, CEO of Blizzard, came out, uh, and the first thing they did before they even did the countdown to start BlizzCon, they issued an apology. Uh, that apology, hey. in the moment... <laughs> Yeah. I, Thanks, Fire Emblem. This podcast yeah, was brought you. to you by Fire Emblem. In a way. <laughs> um, Zane, he just texted me, bruh. Yep, that sounds about <laughs> he right. Me, he sent me the trailer for one of the games we're about to talk about. I'm like, I can't believe you would think I didn't see this. And so he just said, bruh. <laughs> yep. That checks um, out. Yeah. It, it, it felt good in the moment, but going back and listening to it, it was really... It really, mm, it was just kind of building up Blizzard a lot. And it was like, we hold ourselves higher. We this, we that without really addressing, but they finally said they were sorry. I don't know if that's any, well, no, but they, they apologized more for the general situation. They, they were sorry about how they handled it. That was the most genuine part of it is like, we're sorry that how this went down. (laughs) Anyway, um, they didn't have to address it at all, and I think it was responsible of them to do so, 
I think that statement isn't going to carry a lot of weight with a lot of people. However, they did something. It's better than nothing. They followed that up by the countdown and fucking Diablo. Diablo 4. I'm just going to say the three words. Cut the check. Cut the check. (laughs) Yo, my exact notes are fucking Diablo. It's happening. (laughs) Oh, man. That's like the notes anytime something good happens and I'm taking notes. Those words happen. It could be anything. Fucking medieval. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Final Fantasy 7. It's happening. (laughs) Those trailers looked real good. Yo, yeah, so there was the cinematic trailer that they launched first, which was like a whole lot That's of people real life. running through a dark. That Dude, looked like real life. Every, <laughs> every year they release these trailers, and it feels like every year they go to the next level. Like at one and point like, you see someone like a profile shot of them, and you see like the little like peach fuzz hairs on their nose and the light going through them. Did you see the detail in his eyeball yeah. on the close up? Yep. Oh my God. Is games are gonna look like that real, one day? I don't even know what a real eye looks like that close, but that looked real to me, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, I'm a druid. Incredible, this CG trailer, and basically because it's like, how do you top the fact that you killed Diablo three times now? They're not even messing with Diablo. They brought back the daughter of Mephisto, Lilith, the Blessed Mother, the creator of Sanctuary. The, the siren uh, from Borderlands, who also yeah, resided no. in Sanctuary. So, so <laughs> <laughs> the Ross who derailed this entire conversation. God damn it. Remember when uh, Kerrigan was in Destiny? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that was your breaking point for Destiny. That was when you finally gave up and was like, nah, no more. Um, yo, so, like, dude, like, and it was a dark and gritty trailer in a way nothing in Diablo 3 came close to. Like, there was blood everywhere. Like, she comes out of, like, this blood triangle that turns into, like, this crazy flesh cloak, and she's just, like, looking around, and they're just like, Blessed Mother, free us. And she's just like, Peasant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it looked so good. And then they showed gameplay. Yes. And that's the important thing, I think, for everything... We're talking about today. I'm a druid. They had gameplay to back it up. Diablo 2 classes are coming back. We have the barbarian. We have the sorceress. And we have the druid. I'm they a druid. look good. The barbarian, they showed it, the, him switching between, like, you know, two handed weapon to dual wielding and all that stuff. There are mounts. Um, they came right out on the stage and they said it's going back to the franchise's darker roots, blood and gore, occult symbols, etc. Um, they want the world to be front and center, so it looks like the world is getting bigger. And they talked about, like, a dark, gothic hell that we're going to, and I'm like, we're going to hell, baby. Um, and there will be some shared world elements, it sounds like. Like, maybe, like, central zones, kind of like the Tower and Destiny, that are like, hey, you go there, and there's a bunch of other people there. And you can go to PvP zones to test out your build, fight people. Uh, they said they are approaching the series with complete reverence. So they said they looked back all the way to Diablo 1, Diablo, excuse me, Diablo 2, like they talked the gameplay in 3, the setting of 2, some of the character elements of 1, um, super promising. Yeah, I'm very excited. I've never, like, I've always respected the series from a distance. Like, I played, I played Diablo 2 and I liked it, and then I played, for me, a lot of Diablo 3 and really liked it. 
uh, not for necessarily any of the story or world building, but just the loop of the the gameplay loop and the grind um, was really satisfying. And I can be a druid now, so I'm really happy. No, where where bear? Werebear. I'm a werebear. 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 Once again, a werebear. Bringing it back um, from... Was that, was that originally from Titan Quest? Or was that all Diablo 2? No, that was Diablo 2. Because I don't The remember, Druid. Yeah, I don't remember... I feel like I was also a werebear in another game. I swear I was a werebear in Titan Quest, because that was the only time I was having fun playing that game. I don't know. I don't remember that. But you were definitely a werebear in Diablo 2. It was great. Um, I'm yeah. super excited. He has a ground pound like Donkey Kong. Yo, like, it, the game looks like it has, like, the Diablo 3 flow for the gameplay, but everything was just, it had this darkness and this grit that, like, reminded me so much of, like, Diablo 2, and Diablo 2 is just, you know, it's a it's a darker game, both literally and figuratively, um, yeah, uh, and, uh, and I like that aesthetic better for this series. And very important, they announced platforms, not mobile, it is PC, PS4, and Xbox One, the most disappointing part was no release date or window. So I think the fact that they're announcing for PS4 and Xbox One would lead it would me make to it believe soon the end ish. of next year. And then that might give them time to, you know, in 2021, be like, oh, hey, and now we're going to port it to the new consoles. Yeah, that's a tough balancing act. Or you could be like, we're going to make it a launch title for those and your game will just work. But, yeah, um, it would be nice if it had like cross-platform save or something. Well, I mean, theoretically, with how everything's going to work with the new consoles, they're going to be fully backwards compatible to what they're already running. Yeah. So, like, theoretically, you put your PS4 disc in a PS5, and it just works. Mm. Theoretically. Um, I'm fingers really looking crossed. forward to what other classes. Fingers crossed here for the Amazon to come back, because I want to get my Titans javelins and just start throwing lightning at people again, because yeah. that was the best. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, like you said earlier... Gameplay just looks super smooth, just like comboing moves into one after another. And They took the right <sighs> stuff from Diablo 3. Yeah. Because it, it, if there's nothing else to be said about Diablo 3, is it is fun to play. It's very fun. And like, it, it sounds like, you know, there were all the leaks and stuff like that leading up to Diablo 4. And if the leaks are to be believed, which so far so good, uh, like, it, it, it sounds like they're going to get more into the individual, like, skills. Like, it sounds like they're going to pull skills from Diablo 2. Because they, like, they talked about the Sorceress. And they're like, you know, just... Like, they released some stuff afterward, kind of giving a breakdown of the characters. And it sounds like they're pulling stuff like... The Sorceress is just like you remember in Diablo 2. Which is really fucking good. Because she was really good in Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. You know, she had a lot of really good skills. Uh, we mentioned mounts. Uh, so you got a horse you can ride in a battle, and it looks like there's moves you can do to, like, jump off of it and attack people. Um, there was some climbing thing. Looked exceptional. Top to bottom. Fantastic. Very excited for Diablo 4. Yes. That was that could not have been a better reveal of that game. Unless they were like, it's out today. Yeah, the, the shadow The only way it would have been better is if they just, like, shadow dropped Diablo 4, and they were just like, yeah, who has a phone now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> oh. You get the guy in the background, I love you, Blizzard! <laughs> don't Always. talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> J. Allen Brackett, don't talk to me. <laughs> um... Uh, after that, they talked a little bit about Blizzard Arcade at BlizzCon. Um, 
showing a little reverence for some of their older titles, like, you know, Lost Vikings, things like that. Um, they talked, so I don't know if that means, like, Blizzard's kind of looking back at some of their older stuff and is like, you know, maybe that's something that they put out later, like on GOG or something. Um, they talked a little bit about StarCraft. Uh, players at BlizzCon, and I imagine eventually everybody, uh, We'll hopefully be able to play against uh, Google's DeepMind AI, which uh, has recently reached the Grandmaster tier. Only the top 200 players in a region can achieve Grandmaster. Oh, wow. Not as illustrious as it used to be, but still, it's there. I think it was like a top eight, something like that. So you can play at the event. They have like a diamond, a master, and the GM one. And they were like, only three people here will beat them. <laughs> They're like, you are going to lose to this thing. Uh, they also announced that Arcturus Minsk, uh, the legendary leader of the Terran Dominion, is going to be the new co-op commander, oh. uh, which I'm actually excited about because I could listen to him talk all day. <laughs> He's great. His One of the greatest names fantastic. ever, too. Arcturus Minsk. Great Make name. no mistake. <laughs> oh, so good. He's so good. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, not a dead game. Deathwing uh, is coming soon. They are testing him. Uh, they have him out at the at the event, and everybody at BlizzCon gets Deathwing. Or if you have their little like pass virtual ticket, you also get Deathwing when he comes out. Mm. Um, he was the most requested hero of all time. Don't know who that is. Uh, he is the Cataclysm guy. He's the dragon uh, okay. that changed all of Azeroth and, and uh, Cataclysm. Gotcha. Yeah, he's a big deal. Okay. Uh, all the heroes are free. I believe, don't quote me on this. I believe they said November 15th. All heroes are free until then. So everybody can play. Um, Warcraft three reforged that remaster that they haven't talked about in a while. Yeah, that is still coming. The beta is live right now. And people at BlizzCon, uh, will get access to it. Uh, so they can play starting Tuesday. Uh, otherwise they have a limited beta available now. Nice. 20... Did you guys know it's the 25th anniversary of Warcraft? I did not know that. It no. is also the 15th anniversary for WoW. God, that game. They talked about that. Um, it feels, lo feels longer than that. <laughs> uh, somehow. Yeah, I don't know how this Overwatch League thing got there. We'll talk about that later. Let me put that down there. Um, so, yeah. Uh... I thought that was a big deal. Actually, I think they did talk about that after. It was weird. Like, they had, like, this brief thing where they were kind of talking about Overwatch a little bit, too. Um, Overwatch League is going to be live from 20-plus cities across the world for Season 3, so that's exciting. More on Overwatch later. Um, uh, 15th anniversary events are coming to World of Warcraft. Throwback events, raids, things like that. They also showed a new expansion with another absolutely stunning cinematic uh, where Sylvanas basically goes up to the throne of the Lich King, kicks his ass, takes his helmet and breaks it. She breaks the sky and then she opens the realm of the dead. So the new expansion Shadowlands takes place in a place no living person has ever been. Oh. Which is probably the coolest direction you could go with something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she fucked up. Like, the world is always supposed to have a Lich King, and for the first time ever, it doesn't. So, it's kind of a big deal. Huh. And, um... Yeah, so that's a thing. There's a bunch of new zones. There's gonna be, like, factions you can join. Um, a lot of really cool-looking stuff. It was one of those things I was watching, and I was like, man, I wish I liked this game. 
I feel that way for so many games. <laughs> so many games. I'm just like, man. Um, Hearthstone had a kind of, not really a cinematic, not CG or anything, but it was an entertaining little thing where they were singing about dragons. Um, the new Descent of Dragons little expansion thing is adding some new mechanics. Um, I don't remember how to say this name. Galakrond or something. Um, he's a new hero card, so he takes the place of your hero. Uh, you can use this invoke ability with other cards to make him stronger. It's a crazy thing. He's coming out. Everybody's getting their own legendary dragons and stuff. That's December 10th. Uh, they're also adding Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which is an eight-player mode inspired by the auto-battler genre, uh, such as Teamfight Tactics with League of Legends, Dota Underlords. Uh, open beta for that is coming November 12th. And everybody else can start playing on Tuesday who was there at the event. Um, finally... Definitely the biggest deal after Diablo. Like, man. In a world where Overwatch and Diablo both got, I guess, spilled the beans sequels for (laughs) the same thing. It's hard to pick. But um, good old Jeff Kaplan came out and played an emotional cinematic. Um, Like, that's not even even the Uh. one you think it is. Because they played, like, this quick little thing of just, like, highlighting, like, Overwatch up till now. And I was just like, god damn it. And then they played the actual, like, reveal cinematic for Overwatch 2 and all of my feels. And then they were like, let's look at the gameplay. And they showed, like, the mission map and, like, all this PvE stuff. And they're just like, yo, the best part of that whole cinematic is just you hear the bus honking and then Reinhardt jumps out of the roof. Hammer down! (laughs) Yes! Yo, and then there's single player. Oh, my God. Oh, and when Genji cut the hand. Dude, they need to make a fucking movie. Yeah. When is Overwatch going to be a movie? That was one of the most entertaining things I ever watched. Yeah. I watched it again, like, four more times. It was so good. They did that in nine minutes. And I'm like, I watch more movies that suck. <laughs> you know? But yeah, there's, there's single-player stuff. You can level up characters in the single-player. They have, like, the StarCraft Two skill trees. Oh, man. Hero that missions, which are real playable sick. co-op missions. Yep. Uh, designed to be kind of like... Um, Diablo Adventure Mode, uh, they showed one, well, technically two new characters, because everybody's pretty positive Echo's gonna be in the game now. Right. I love how she shows up, hi, Winston, and it's just like, (laughs) Echo! Like, she's so nice! Um, Sojourn, Sojourn, uh, who is a new, kind of has a laser-like, um... Is she, like, a talent agent? Is she evil? I don't know, she She looked like she was in the picture with the original Overwatch people. Um, but then she had a gun for a hand. Yeah, I mean, Reaper, I get, she could be a turncoat. Reaper was there, too. She could, she could, yeah. Yeah, but... They're not talking about her. You saw Doomfist looking slick. Mighty sharp. Oh, my God, the white... He is a man who is not afraid of anything. He dresses like Scarface, and he is not afraid to die. (laughs) Including a white tux. Because nobody's gonna kill him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that that trailer, like, I haven't cared about Overwatch for a while, um, I have never I, wanted to play Overwatch more than right yeah. now since I, I stopped playing it. Overwatch League kept me caring about the game for a while until Boston is just the worst organization in the history of the Overwatch League. And so I have zero interest now. Um, mm. But that trailer brought me back. And I, I am down to play that replayable co-op kind of adventure mode thing. That makes me excited. Skill trees make me excited. Like they showed the skill tree and like Tracer was level 10 
like there's RPG elements. I'm so, oh, yes. Yeah, yes, it's yes, like yes. pulled right out of the StarCraft II campaign. So if yeah. you've never played StarCraft II, and it's like, do I want my extractors to auto mine, or do I want to pull back more gas per you know thing? It's that system. Yes, yes, um, yes. The other important thing that they wanted to make very clear. Um, there's going to be multiple new heroes, new maps, new modes, things like that. But with regards to the PvP, all owners of the original Overwatch will get to play all maps, new and old, and all heroes, new and old. So it is a shared multiplayer environment where no one gets left behind. Also important, your cosmetics that are earned in the original Overwatch, if you switch to two, all come forward with you. Nothing gets left behind. Which is incredibly important with a sequel like this. So they're avoiding dividing the fan base in terms of the competitive side of the game. And then it's just like, hey, if you really want this PvE stuff, we made a game for you. And Activision can put a new box on a shelf. Yep. I, On one hand, I don't really feel like this needed to be a two. Nope. But I'm still all for it. Yeah, I hope no. it's a discounted thing. I hope they'd be like, hey, if you own Overwatch, get it for 30 bucks. Well, that would be it, a really cool move. Yeah, I mean, wasn't the, wasn't the original Overwatch, like, wasn't it like 10 or 20 bucks cheaper? It was 40 Yeah, it was it was 40 Yeah. So, like, for this, I could see them going 30 Yeah, just go 30 go 20 if you own it. If you own the original, it's only 20 bucks. That's what I would do. The, the NFL 2K model. Best, best football game ever made um uh, man i just i put that picture in there because like i was looking for it forever because i wanted yeah. everybody to see lilith and that is yeah. fucking that is some diablo ass diablo yeah blizzcon blizzcon happy so far they still have one more day yeah and uh they're gonna have a panel tomorrow uh talking more about overwatch um they had some other stuff today i don't know if anybody wants to see you know pull up and see if there's anything like uh Exciting and new that I missed. They had some of the Warcraft stuff today, but uh, for the most part, I think that's... I mean, that's everything from the opening ceremony. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's all the heavy hitter stuff, so... Yeah, but, yo, Diablo 4 is a big deal. It looks real good. Like, in, in a show where they announced Overwatch 2, that still is like... But did you see Diablo? You they're, know? Neck and, they're, they're neck and neck for me, to be honest. Man, well, I mean, for me, obviously, I, I have the, the longer history with it. No contest. Yeah. Diablo yeah. takes the cake for me. But, oh, man, both of those games. So excited. And then they even got me thinking, like, man, could I get into World of Warcraft in time for next year? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just put Destiny down and see what the Shadowlands thing is about. They were, they're going to be a year late for the Shadow expansions, though. It's true. Sure, they they really screwed up on that. Yeah, they should have had that ready for this year. Drop the ball. Yep. Because then yep. we could have had a category for game of the year, best shadow game. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunities. Oh, God, it's, it's upsetting. Yeah. Um. That's BlizzCon though. Yeah, that's BlizzCon. So, do we want to get into news, or do we want to do the talk about for this week? Because this is an interesting one. Uh. Let's let's do the talk about and break it up and then go get back into news. All right. So, is anybody familiar with what's going on with Kotaku and their group of sister sites? Very vaguely. Okay. Um, Tony's over there being super quiet. 
Don't worry, I'm just here. <laughs> are you are you familiar with what's going on? Yeah, I heard um, a little bit here and there about it uh, taking a big hit. For for what it's worth, he he did inform me that uh, there is some unforeseen disruption going on in his recording area. So I'm sure he's just trying to be polite, but we'll, we'll work around it. Feel free to stay involved, my friend. I don't friend. know if you can work around <laughs> it. How do you work around two seven-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. You put them together, that's like one 14-year-old. Yeah. That's it's how that still, works. It's still trouble. Science. Very, uh, <laughs> very astute math there. I know. I'll be here all night. He's a mathlete. Uh, my God. <laughs> Um, fill me in on this because I'm just, I've, I've seen so, just sporadic tweets out of context. Okay. So I, I pulled this Reddit thing and obviously, uh, a, a written Reddit thing isn't always the best example of what's going on, but this is a very well put together one that, uh, that actually pulls everything together very well. Um, so these are the sites. So earlier, I think like, was it this year or like late last year? Um, there was a venture capitalist firm that bought up assets of the former Gawker Media, uh, which includes Deadspin, Kotaku. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I've been seeing stuff, stuff like about that. how Deadspin's dead now. Oh, they're not dead. Man, just yesterday, one of them put up an article that said, if given the chance, I would fuck a whole MLB team. Uh, uh, sorry, let me I'm rephrase sorry, that. All, all of the real writers are gone. And now it's just a junk. Oh website. no 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 no! But it well, yes and no. So here's the long and short of it. So management, th- this this whole firm came in with the goal of making all these sites profitable again. And part of it was they wanted so all these sites had individual creative control over their stuff. They had the right to put stuff up and management couldn't come down and be like, no, you can't do that. Take it down. They did. They had full creative control over their website, full editorial control. Recently, as recent as two months ago, um, management came to then Deadspin editor Megan Greenwell um, talking about, hey, you guys are doing a lot of politics. We want you to stick to sports. Um, she decided to leave after that, um, but penned a, a piece about the dangers of venture capital firms uh, and how they're shredding media outlets and other businesses. So basically just shit on them and then left, walked out the door. Um, then they shut down the news and opinion site Splinter, uh, which was entirely politics. It was devoted to politics in the era after Trump's election. So they just shut that down. Then there was the whole thing where Trump got booed at the World Series. And they were specifically told at Deadspin, keep it to sports, do not talk politics. Eventually, they did put up something talking about it. Because, like, that's responsible... You know, that's responsible reporting. Um, So, this all kind of reached ahead this week. There was a story put on Deadspin and later Kotaku... That they were like, hey, have you guys noticed all these autoplay video ads that have volume on? They really suck. And we want you to know that we think it sucks too. So they basically said, if you write to this email address, it's going to go directly to like our CEO. And 
excuse me, they're going to know that you don't like this stuff. What happened was management came down and took all that stuff down. <laughs> wow. So it would be the equivalent for the for people who don't understand what that means is Ross and I we own half gen and say Tony puts up a piece and we told Tony stick to games and he writes about something off topic. And you know, or or he writes about something like on half gen, like, hey, you know what? I think we should write about more off-topic stuff, and if you think so, you should send an email to chris at halfgen.com and tell him we should have more off-topic stuff. And it would be the equivalent of me going in and deleting his post. Or Ross going in and deleting his post and being like... We expect you to follow our guidelines, Tony. Listen, we need more offline topics. (laughs) Offline? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? We'll discuss this offline. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My manager at work says that all the time. We'll talk. We'll, we'll pick this back up offline. That's like, I'm like what does stop. that mean? Please stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll catch up offline later. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> That's not how that phrase works. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a, a lot of people basically say like, you know, it's going back to like the Kane and Lynch thing with Jeff Gerstman, where they were like, hey, you can't give this a bad score, and he gave it a you know a not great score and got fired. And then mm-hmm. everybody was afraid when CBS bought Giant Bomb. They're like, imagine if they did it again. Right. That's right. basically what's happening right now. Yeah. So that's... there was stuff like Jason Schreier put up a tweet. I don't know what's going to happen next, but everyone who has read and supported our work at Kotaku over the years, thank you. Um, so there is a lot of concern. Uh, there were individuals who were released. Deadspin ran a series of articles that... Um, they, so they were trying to prove a point. They ran four entirely unsport related articles. One of them was like three dogs I met while I was on vacation, you know, just like, sounds obvious, like a great like, article, obvious jabs. And it led to, uh, the former deputy editor, Barry Pacheski, uh, being let go. Oh man. Yeah. So it's kind of a disaster. And now, so they fired him. Uh, so editorial independence is coming into question a lot. So like other writers, like people at Kotaku are just like, we don't know what's going on now. Um, this is a good TLDR. Uh, corporate overlords who don't know their products and what made them successful are getting pissy and doing shady shit. Now other sites under its umbrella are worrying they're going to be next. Yeah. Yeah, once that starts happening, it's... Once you do it once, there's nothing stopping you from doing it again. Yeah, and that line of trust is broken with your... Not only your staff, but with your audience as well. Um, It... it, Like... Oh, man. Yeah, and that's the thing, is like, they're unionized, too. Mm. So they... There's questionable legality to the actions of this venture capitalist firm. Uh, like even doing what they did, like that violates their union bylaws. So like the fuck. Yeah, it's, I'm fascinated to see what happens next. Um, it's cause I mean, it's, this has been happening more and more. It's like with game, like game informer, there was staff layoffs. And now if a few of those staff members have gone off and created their own new thing, it's just happening all over the industry, but at least that wasn't dirty. <laughs> this is this is gross. 
Yeah, um, it's it, it's it immediately reminded me of of the Jeff Gersman thing, but just to like a bigger degree because it involves multiple people instead of just one person. Um, so yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye on this story for sure. Um, you know, I I just want to give you a couple examples real quick. Of, yeah, go um, for it. So Jezebel. Uh, which is a, uh, a, a, as they call it, a supposedly feminist website. Um, it's more like female-oriented. Um, they have an article that says Jezebel investigates baseball because they're keeping it sports. Uh, yep. Again, the I would have sex with an entire Major League Baseball team if given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There is oh, yeah. an article, Let's Remember Some Mythical Creatures. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Um, hold on, let's head over to... What, um, what was this supposed to be about? <laughs> hold on, let's head over uh, to Deadspin. What is this site right um, about? Uh, yeah. like, uh, f- f- feminist, uh, like, feminist, uh, politics and kind of points of view and stuff. Yes. Oh, I see. Um, God, I want to find some of these. Uh, a video on, um, Deadspin. A collection of stuffed animals, hollow shells of one's vibrant beings. <laughs> Uh, that's a, a great bear, title a bear friday for the road excuse me can you repeat that for me a bear friday for the road and it's a yep. bear eating an adorable grizzly bear it's from Dude. a bowl um oh my god this sounds great sports blogs ranked one getting hit by a car two dead spin um oh god hold on i want to see if i can find the one with the dogs Oh shit! It can't be that far back. I just want to. I need to share that with you. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Can I fuck to my friend's band? <laughs> I don't know. These all sound like pretty great articles. Three dogs I met. <laughs> Three great. dogs I met. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Here, I'm gonna share this with you. This is. Oh, hold on. This is from the concourse, I guess, but it's still Deadspin. Okay, yeah, it's part of Deadspin. Oh man, I'm gonna just put this in your Discord real quick yeah. and just—it's oh. literally just three dogs I met. That's the name of it. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. perfect. Oh, oh god, yeah. So that's a fucking shit show. Um, man, this industry is weird. Writing things on the internet is weird. It's kind of yeah. nice being your own boss. It's also, in a weird way, kind of nice being under the radar and not having to worry about this stuff. Right. I would still trade it any day to be on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, Ross, we'll get there. One of these once, once, once hobbies become work, they stop becoming hobbies. Yeah, but what if you actually loved your job? It's impossible. What if it was this? It's impossible. What if Halo Infinite's the best Halo game? What if? <laughs> Deep down, you already know the answer to that. Shut your mouth. Diablo 4 is a thing. It is. I'm just it holding is. out hope for Mega Man Legends now. <laughs> well, if, if Chris wishes hard enough, his dreams come true. My dreams so do come true. If you true. have any wishes, feel free to email in at chris at halfgen.com. Yes. Email me and, and, uh, and he'll uh, dream for you. I am you. the new Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> but not for like not not in like that good way that they're actually out there doing stuff. I'm just in, trying in a, to make video games happen. Yeah, it's a, in a completely a sheer just force of will, non-vital way, yeah. but a fun way. A non-vital, but you'll thank me later kind of way. No, non-vital <laughs> but fun. Chris votes Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> Can you put 
that in the title? <laughs> Just put that for the name, please. Um, no, that's that's down here. Oh uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Keep talking. Um. Oh man, Tony, you got anything else you want to add? I'm. I, I have to force you to stay involved because you're not going to talk the rest of the podcast if I don't. Um. I mean, I've really never went to Kotaku for any, like, news or anything. Any kind of articles I need to read. I mostly go to, like, Polygon and stuff. More. Yeah, but I mean, so the same thing, theoretically. Like, Polygon is Vox Media. But, like, there is nothing theoretically stopping a similar situation. You know, venture capitalist firm comes in, buys it, wants to make it profitable, does the same thing. So imagine if this was happening to the Polygon group. You'd probably be upset. Sure. He has no words. I don't really... Honestly, I don't really like go out of my way to read gaming news all that often. So I'm not like really attached to any of these sites. Like if you do it to your site, maybe I'd be pretty upset. Hey, we got lo- something lo- out of him. <laughs> Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> Cut totally the unbiased opinion. Cut the check. Totally unbiased reporting on my own site. <laughs> yep. My week-long article series of why I love a developer. Unbiased. <laughs> the Ross Orlando story. Yes, totally that's unbiased. my next off-topic uh, totally article. Totally stable geniuses. Don't take it down. <laughs> Don't take it down. I'm taking it down. That's the name of my next article. I'll make them email <laughs> you. And then I'm going to make another article saying I'm taking it down right above it. I know, like, <laughs> and then two I'm going to rank emails. the two articles in a new article. <laughs> half gen, this week in half gen, ranked. <laughs> yep. Yep, and then I'm going to the rank. I'm going to rank between the two of us who's better, and then that's going to be another article. And then I'll rank then that ranking. A, I'll, regardless of the ranking, I'm going to have a response article. Yep. And then Tony's going to come out and just be like, I met a dog today. <laughs> I like turtles. I like so there turtles. was these three dogs. <laughs> 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 oh, God. It's, it's easy to make light of it, but for real, you know, best of luck to everybody there. I hope this doesn't turn into a complete and utter shit show. Yeah, it's always Any shit when more than it already jobs. has. Yeah, I was going to say. More like, than it already is. Just more than it already is like it's already a shit show but like let's not smear it let's not get it in the rug it could uh, then it'll never come out yeah we'll just have let's to buy a new show rug. that we can clean up after sounds like that management needs to find another another website sounds like they need to eat the shit from the show and leave <laughs> that's what it sounds like and i can say well, that because they have no control over me because i'm my own boss you're gonna wake up tomorrow on kotaku we have control over Chris' vote. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna like go check my email. And it's just gonna be like email from me. You're fired. Oh, yeah. fuck! It's, it's gonna be Kotaku's like uh, venture capitalist company has bought half gen. Oh, Ross, the uh, site renewal is coming up in December. Great, it's be sweet. Th- two, three, year three. You know what's gonna be great at the end of the year is that the game of the year deliberations. Gonna be a real rough. Didn't really play much from this year. <laughs> that means I win. A lot of <laughs> it most of the time was really bad this year. Spent listen, most of the time, you know, I listen, I, I, I played a- through Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Twelve. Played a lot of good old games this just year. Play, just play, yeah, honestly, play yeah. chunks of a lot of games. 
But I'd really rather not. <laughs> like, I'm playing KOTOR 2 right now and having a great time. It's fine. We need content. Just put it on the site. <laughs> it's just, just we'll pay add, a post. We'll just a play it for the content. Category. That's it. We just need the best content. Be, just do it for the content so I can take we're it ex- down. <laughs> we're expanding Game of the Year 2019 to any games from any year anyone's played this year. Game of the Year whenever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yep. make make it a category. Add it to the spreadsheet. Uh, I, I vote. I vote Final Fantasy Nine as the game of the year for 2019. I'll fight you, Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Didn't come out this year. What? what? I'll fight you, Final Fantasy Ten. I'm pretty sure the remaster came out. Did it come out this year? I don't know. Whenever. You didn't <laughs> say it had to be this year. Whenever. Yes, you have. You have to have played played through it this year. I, I did play, play through Fantasy it this year. Yeah. Any yeah. fucking day. <laughs> Try Give me, me 24 hours. Try me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 24 hours. Y'all I'll have that shit done by next podcast. Fuck you. No, you're going to still be grinding on disc one by next podcast. No, I, I know I you. Can, I have plenty of time to grind. You, you have no self-control. Shut you're going to grind till you're like 100. Shut <laughs> and then up, move man. on to disc two. Shut up. But you'll never hit enough. I want to be uh, level 52 by the time I end disc one. You'll never hit enough basketball shots in the Golden Saucer to max out to where they won't let you get any more points. Only I can do that because why, I'm why Michael Jordan. To, why do you have to hurt me? That was my do favorite really part of that game. Hurt me? The good old really knife in the cry? side and twist. If if I wanted to hurt you, I would just say the truth, which is Aerith is a bad character and Kate Sith is fascinating and complex. Ooh. I mean, the truth hurts, right, but you know, down everything Ross has ever written. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have this fucking slanderous nonsense. Chris is now taking over the site and now selling it to an adventure capitalist company. Yep, selling it. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta write a review for adve- adventure capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Do you want to go on to the news? Please oh, buy God. me. Must <laughs> be the entire that's article. Tony's article he's putting that's, up. That's, that's my article. It's going up tomorrow. Please buy me. Yep. <laughs> Hi, we're half gen. We're for sale. <sighs> Please buy me. I don't oh, even. God. I, all this news just seems after BlizzCon and that. Let's talk about everything else. Just feels pointless. <laughs> Life like, just feels pointless we, now. Like we really, we really led top heavy. Yeah, we kind of. Yeah, we I kind mean, of started off hard, and then now it's just. I think the there's there's stuff. still plenty, I think, stuff to talk about. I mean, at least we got BlizzCon out of the way this week. Otherwise, that Ugh. was going to be really late next week. Um, this was kind of a follow-up uh, shortly after we recorded last week. Um, we talked about the delay to The Last of Us 2. Excuse me. One Jason Schreier of Kotaku, prior to all this madness. Excuse me. I think I have hiccups. Um... <clears throat> He said that Ghost of Tsushima doesn't have a public release date yet, but it'll also be bumped into later 2020 to account for the delay of Last of Us 2. So yeah, he sense. said it's not going to suddenly turn into a PS5 game or anything, uh, but it was originally planned for the first half of the year and not anymore. So, yeah, it, uh, it's they're not going to let Ghost of Tsushima get in the way of Last of Us 2. No, Absolutely and not. like... Last of Us 2 would cannibalize those I sales anyway. I feel like they've gone real quiet on that game. In a way that they didn't even go quiet with Days Gone. On Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, like Days Gone. Uh, it, they've been yeah. trying to convince people to like that game. Which, the game doesn't need much help in terms of 
being likable. It's a fucking fantastic video game that I still think about. Um, it doesn't need the help, but like Ghost of Tsushima, we haven't seen anything since like Paris Games Week. Like I forgot it existed. I forgot it existed. I and I in my mind I still get that and Sekiro confused every once in a while. Yeah. And um, like, yo, what's going on with that game? I I don't know if it's just Sony trying to go radio silent now until they have something important to say. Mm-hmm. Which is probably responsible. But it's either that or time, something's gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, um and they've had to Metro Prime 4. That game. Speaking of going terribly wrong, uh, Epic Games is suing a Fortnite tester who leaked Chapter 2. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so we all know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Fortnite went to their whole Chapter 2 thing in a really incredible event. Um, apparently, somebody who tested that event uh, is the person responsible for the leaked information on Chapter 2, talking about like the swimming and the boats and things like that. Um, they leaked all that stuff over time, and Epic figured them out and is now suing them. Um, so the lawsuit states that they broke a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, who's the person? Ronald Sykes. Uh, Sykes broke the non-disclosure agreement by revealing the information he learned uh, as a user. Uh, I can't talk as a user experience tester. Um, quote from Epic. He did so at the expense of Epic and those in the Fortnite community who were anxiously awaiting the new season of Fortnite, only to have some of Epic's planned surprises spoiled by Sykes' leaks. Um, Or actually, that was from lawyers. Pardon me. Um, uh, So he played Fortnite's new content in late September. Three days later, he tweeted to another Twitter user that he played season 11 and can tell you the new stuff. It's a, it's a bad move. Um, yeah, you don't you don't do that, man. That's you why you sign a non-disclosure you don't fuck agreement. With NDAs, you don't man. disclose it. NDAs. God, I remember. I remember one person. I'm not going to name anything, but when Anthem had that private test, somebody took a screenshot and put it in my Discord, and Tony just right away was like, "Dude, NDA." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's an NDA. And they're like, NDA, it's not man. a big deal. He's like, it's a big deal if I put it on the internet and it's got your name on it. Because <laughs> it had the username all over it. Like, that oh, would have been yeah. like the ultimate. Somebody could have taken that, put it on Google, and then they're fucking banned. Some blackmail, man. Yeah. Um, don't be stupid. Moral of the story. Don't be stupid. Don't um, mess with NDAs, So, man. the QA tester. Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. Uh, no, that's a different one. Um. I was trying to see. I think this story is pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I was just trying. Okay, Sykes did not respond. This was another lawsuit. So Epic had another lawsuit with like a quality assurance contractor who uh, leaked season three information. Uh, their defense uh, said they didn't intend for the secrets to get out. And uh, this one seems pretty, as you said, cut and dry because there was clear intention there. Yeah. Hey, I could tell you all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's done. But sometimes you don't need the help, you know? Just like with Death Stranding coming to PC. I don't think you needed a leak to tell you that was going to happen. Yeah. And here we are. Death Stranding is coming to PC next year. Uh, awkward timing. Because this game comes out a week from the day of this recording. And, you know, kind of a big deal. And then 505 Games, the publishers of Death Stranding on PC... Also curious, because, like, why wouldn't Sony just do it? 
it's their engine. They signed the original deal. Like, why would they let them third party publish? Just put it on the PC, you assholes. Come on. That is weird. That's super weird, considering how much you've invested in this. You cut the check. You gave them the engine. But, I mean, this is going to be Guerrilla Games Decima engine on the PC, so we're going to see how that works. Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Uh Let's go. Um, There it is. Summer 2020. That's coming out. But that just seems like a super weird announcement to make a week before the game. A little over a week before the game comes out on its original platform. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Super weird timing. Um... Yeah. That is... Mm. But it's coming to PC. And, you know, right. I, I had the moment where I was just like, maybe I should wait. I'm not going to wait. Honestly, like, I, I, I probably... I don't feel like dusting off my PS4 to play it. I, I will, just because I have the Pro. So, you know, it makes yeah. sense. Um, This article we can get rid of because <laughs> ESPN found leaked information. Oh, my God. So, so ESPN wrote that piece about the leaked information for... um. Uh, Overwatch 2, Jeff Kaplan, when he came out on the stage, was the funniest thing. He's standing out there talking, and he's just like, and, uh, you know, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I I forgot what I'm supposed to say. And then he pulls out his phone, and he's like, but the good news is the Internet has all the answers, and they have everything on here that I was going to talk about today. And he's like, it's amazing how technology works. like, He's just like sitting there with his phone and he's like, yeah, it's great. It's all right here. It's amazing. <laughs> and he said like, he was talking, he said, so he said, you know, sh- the, the Warcraft team, they have that expansion called Shadowlands. And he's like, and you saw in that thing where Sylvanas is breaking the, is ripping apart the Lich King helmet. And he's like, that was me with my phone. <laughs> We're talking Perfect. about like the Overwatch 2 leaks. Um... Great job, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, way way to turn that around. But um, and then he went on to show Overwatch two, which far exceeded any expectations. Yeah. Um, you guys remember Xbox All Access? The I do. Pay as you go, no. least own service for the Xbox. So that's how that's what you do with your Xbox. That's One what X, I did correct? with my Xbox. So let me tell you, Tony, if you wanted to get an Xbox One X today, you could go to the store. Um. Starting November eighth in the U.S. Yeah, I was gonna say because I feel like they ended the service. They did. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. So, coming so you can go on November eighth to a store, uh, the Microsoft store specifically, uh, and you can go and say, "I want an Xbox as part of the All Access program, and I want an Xbox One X." And they're gonna be like, "Great!" So they're gonna give you, um. Wait, does that not include? Oh, okay. So if you get the Xbox One X, you get the One X console bundle, 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and you get a 12-month console upgrade option. That's curious. Console upgrade option? Whatever could they mean? Oh, wait. Scarlet. Uh, <laughs> so in 12- I want the real names... I want the real name for that console. <laughs> if it's not Xbox because I've had my Scarlet, heart broken before. I won't be disappointed. Yeah, I've had my heart broken Scarlet. with the Revolution. I've had my heart broken with the Dolphin. Revolution was a really Why do they got to have these letters um, and numbers? It's fucking Xbox so, Scarlet. That listen, sounds so pretty this cool. Is, this is Euros. I think it's actually pretty similar in US dollars, but um, it, it, it's basically a 0% like buy it, pay 0% interest, get an Xbox, and in two years you pay it off. 
So the idea is with the One X, in this case, you pay $25 a month, you get all that stuff, and then in 12 months, you give them back your Xbox One X, they're going to give you an Xbox Scarlet, and you're going to start over. And then you're going to have the new console. You can also do that with the One S or the One S All Digital. Uh, those are 18-month upgrade options, though. So you have to have those consoles a little longer. Um, I was curious if they were going to do something like this for Scarlet, because, like... It's a it's a kind of a weird way to go about it, but I'm kind of happy that they're doing it this way. Because, like, that makes it really easy, one, if you're on the edge and you're like, man, I want to get the upgraded console, but I don't want to buy another console in another year. It's like, hey, guess what? You're good. And the other side yeah, of that is, like, they're probably going to do the same thing for Scarlet. So, like, if you want the new Xbox when it comes out, you could get it for, like, 20-something bucks a month, and you're not going to pay anything more than what you're supposed to. Yeah, it's just another, like, pro-consumer feel-good move by Microsoft, who's been doing well in that department for a few years now. I wonder if Sony looks into options to adapt something like that for PlayStation, especially if it's going to cost more. Maybe. I feel like they won't. I feel like the, the pride is there. I feel like they won't do it. I feel like that's the smart way to do it. I don't know. The pride is pretty much gone now. I mean, they have the third most selling console of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, they've done pretty well this generation. done exceptionally well. I don't know where you're getting your information, buddy, but I'm taking it down. Sounds like dead spin to me. Let's keep it to facts. Shit, you sports. uh, You found me out. He yeah. doesn't now even I, know what a video game is. Now I gotta have people email my uh my CEO. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry about the recent misinformation on our website. <laughs> and we know you are too. So email this. So email this email. <laughs> email this email and you know, it, maybe they'll take us down. I don't know. <laughs> um Well, that's a pretty good segue. Speaking of things getting taken down, um, I probably should have read this one after the other Epic one. This one's kind of quick, but uh, Epic is going crazy with the lawsuits. Uh, They are filing a lawsuit targeting Fortnite counterfeiters. Uh, A lot of these are based out of China, um, but it's it's a lot of people making and selling fake Fortnite shit online. That's pretty much the extent of it. And so Epic is asking for a lot. They want them they they want them to get online marketplaces like Amazon uh, to shut down services for the defendants and for don- domain name registers to transfer ownership of those domains to Epic. Wow. <laughs> so they're just like give us the URL. We want to own that because what these people do is they'll they they conceal their identity so they're going to go they're going to use the fake name and address to operate their site. And then to avoid getting shut down, they're going to just leave all that stuff. They're going to abandon it. They're going to go to another provider, open up another thing. And Epic is just like, give us the domains. Just give us all that shit. Trying to slow them down, at least. Um, Man, they are not playing games, though, with Fortnite. Ha! Ha! It's their biggest moneymaker. Why would they... It's the biggest moneymaker. Any... Sort of profit towards them. Yeah. As as someone who formerly had this service, I can sum this up in a sentence. 
PlayStation View is ending. Speaking of profitability. <laughs> yeah. Ross, I haven't had you, it for a while. Why talk about this one? Uh, yeah, so uh, Sony's... They cut the cable for, or they cut the cord for cable users with PlayStation View, and now they're closing down the cloud. So as of January 30th, 2020, PlayStation View will be gone. It will join PlayStation Home in the big digital graveyard in the sky. Rest in peace, PlayStation Home. Yeah, it's constantly just, it's raised its price just constantly. Um, But the industry for that sort of... um, non-contract tv has gotten so competitive with hulu and youtube and sling and uh just so many others um that it wasn't profitable and it wasn't sustainable um so they will be ending the service and i think it's probably a good move um really just kind of focus back in on the games yeah earlier Um, and, and the thing is is like uh, you know, on other podcasts I was listening to, they were like, you know, hey, is, is part of the problem for them finding an audience is the fact that it's called PlayStation, you know? Like, does that take a subset of potential buyers who are like, oh, I need a PlayStation to watch this? Do you yeah. not need a PlayStation to watch it? You do not. Oh. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Let's see, there that. you go. There's yeah. case in point. All right. Perfect. All right. So well done. Yeah, if they would have just don't put a video game name on something that isn't a video game. Yep. Yeah, they could yeah they could have just called it View. Yeah, there's yeah, that apps have been on your phone. Amazing. There's Roku apps. There's um, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I thought you had to have a PlayStation the entire time to watch it. Like it was an app on the PlayStation nope. or something. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's shutting down. See, that's on uh, January thirty first next year or January thirtieth. That's weird. They're not playing games. That's it. Um. Hey, you guys, remember when EA games were on Steam? Yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a time, you know, back when all the games were just on Steam, and it was easy yeah. to just go to a place and buy a video game. But now with Origin, like it's never gonna happen again. They have their own launcher, so they're... yeah. You know, funny thing is, mm. it kind of sucks right now, huh? And it turns out that when you suck, a lot of people don't want to use your launcher. <laughs> What? Yeah, it's crazy. That's so EA nonsense. is bringing their games back to Steam. Starting Cut the severance pay. <laughs> Put that in the names. <laughs> Put that in the names. That might win. Oh, man. EA Games. Uh, this is not really news at this point, because if you've logged into Steam, you've probably seen Jedi uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order right on the top of the screen. Like, hey, buy this game. Um, I kind of want to buy that game. I, it, I have the I have the I might, thing. I have the thing. Just subscribe for the month for fifteen dollars. Don't buy the game. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just get the thing for fifteen dollars. Um, yeah. So EA is bringing its games back. It's going to be kind of like a a, a tiered launch. It's not going to all be at once. Um, tiered isn't the word. Um, like staggered, I guess. Staggered release. But eventually, it seems as though all of their games are going to end up back on. Steam. Uh, because yeah. they announced... So, the first game that's coming back to Steam is Jedi Fallen Order. Right. Uh, it's the first new game EA has released on Steam since 2011. Uh, it's a while. Yeah. They also announced plans to bring EA Access to Steam. That's their subscription service that they offer on the Xbox, on the PlayStation, and on Origin. 
Um, that's the base level Origin Access, not the Premiere, which gives you like the new PC games like Madden and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the funniest thing, the funniest right part of that. this, Ross, Jeff Gerstmann said this in the bottom cast. Okay, oh boy. At some point, they're gonna have to bring Anthem to Steam. <laughs> oh yeah, that that disaster. <laughs> oh god. And all those shitty Need for Speed games. I mean, they don't have oh, to. They're gonna have to. You know the saddest thing about this whole thing? What's that? Is that the Mass Effect trilogy still is not on Switch. Yeah. That's the saddest It's all gonna be on Steam thing. now, though. Yeah, but I can't... That's, I can't bring it on the train. Hey, do you want a quote from um, Senior Vice President at EA? Uh, Mike Blank? I, it's... Are, are you just intentionally leaving out his last name for some reason? <laughs> That seems rude. We're re- reporting it's, on the news. Mike Blank. So would you be a professional? It's, Dear it's God. God, we're a professional site. We're not playing Mad Lib named executives here. Come on now. Mike Blank, fill in the blank. What? Okay, what did this guy who you won't say his last name say? At the core, we are game makers. And our aspiration is to connect as many people as we can oh, to the great oh, games. Shred the check! <laughs> that we oh. built and make it as... I, I legitimately just got nauseous. Oh. Hey, <laughs> let Mr. Blank say his piece, okay? Our a- say the man's name! <laughs> and our aspiration is to connect as many people as we can to the great games that we built and make it as frictionless as possible for them to do that. Uh, so with more players playing, more games, and more platforms, uh, frankly, we want to be where the players are. That is right there. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I get why you won't say his last name. Because Mike is just the name of some bot who wrote that. <laughs> Holy god, can we move on? I'm, I'm legitimately nauseous. <laughs> like, Actually, like I feel things coming up through my esophagus. We need to move on. <laughs> Alright, um... So hold on, uh, so they plan to follow up the release of Jedi Fallen Order uh, with other recently released games, uh, including Sims 4, Unravel 2, Apex Legends, FIFA 20, and Battlefield 5. Um, or it sounds like it's going to be a situation similar to how Steam and Uplay talk to each other, where EA. So oh god, it's a launcher to launch another launcher. Kinda. Probably. <laughs> yes. The dark future has <laughs> arrived. <laughs> uh, so, That's my yeah, make a wish So despite the fact that Steam and Origin are PC launchers that run on the same platform, uh, EA is treating the two storefronts as totally separate. Uh, so if you purchase EA games in the last eight years on Origin, there won't be any way to transfer them to Steam, uh, even if they re-release there. Um but it, it this this just like reads of oh hold on um oh god he said more I'm not gonna I'm gonna spare Ross um well actually this one's this quote's not bad he was talking about EA Access uh, I would anticipate that the catalog of games you'll see would be more akin to what you see on EA Access on Xbox or PlayStation um. To put that in perspective, on the Xbox One, EA Access has just under 80 games. Uh, The PS4 has roughly half of that. Uh, Origin Access has 235. Origin Access Premier has 247. So, you have to imagine Anthem does get on there, if only to try and salvage some semblance of something out of it. Yeah, but you know what game won't be on there? What's that? 
NBA Live. It's been canceled. Yeah. Well, hold on. Before we jumped. Oh, got the oh, wait, segue. Not... It was so good. Wait, wait, did I have that on there? Oh, yeah. You're yes. right. God. <laughs> God damn it. We're supposed what to be professionals here. What, what's wrong? I don't understand anymore. What even is this podcast anymore? God. I'm so glad I did that to him. God. It was perfect. <laughs> That was perfect. God, he blew the girth right out of his throat. God, there goes the my future in broadcast. <laughs> that was my highlight clip, and you ruined yes. it. Yes. Okay, continue. And but then I, 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 no. I, I want to talk. No, I'm done. I'm done. Look, look, I'm deleting the story. No, don't. <laughs> NBA Live is never coming out ever again, and the world is ending. That's it. I'm done. No, but I, I just wanted to say, like. You have to think, like, yes, obviously EA's recent struggles in terms of, you know, finding a market uh, is is a part of this because their games have not been doing well because their games have genuinely been bad lately. Um, but you got to imagine they struck some kind of deal with Steam. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously Valve is giving them some kind of, like, really good cut on this, whether they're just like, whatever, you just get 80% of whatever, you know, or better than that depending on how they want to play this um mm-hmm. but there had to be some backroom dealings that led to this happening uh and then like there was speculation like hey you know did they try to do anything with the epic game store and then it's like can they do anything with the epic game store or did they just go to valve first because half their library is already there you know right right so. i think I, I i think it makes sense like you said with their previous catalog and everything just makes sense to go back yeah um, man. Um, yeah. So M- NBA Live, it's not coming out. It's yeah, not happening. it's canceled. It's canceled. Yep. Uh, postponed. Yep. Uh, post Malone. Uh, <sighs> I'm. I think I'm legitimately done at this point. <laughs> Just with everything. <laughs> the only solace is that the Celtics won on a game-winning shot last second. Boom. That's it. Well, what if I told you, this has nothing to do with the Celtics, but what if I told you yeah. that maybe in a weird way NCAA games could get easier to make? People love NCAA football games. I respect it. I don't know if this would actually make it easier, but what if I told you that those athletes can now profit from their name, image, and likeness? Yeah, like they should have they don't? all along. They don't. No, currently. absolutely not. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's if, why, especially that's why, we especially had when Tim you look Trebo. back to NC, yeah, especially when you look at any NCAA video game, there's no names or anything. It's just like QB number three because technically they're they're students. QB so they can't. QB one on Auburn, even though he has all of Cam Newton's stats. Yeah, and looks kind yeah. of like Cam Newton, but not enough. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I don't know if that will make it easier or not because they won't want to pay them, <laughs> so they won't make the game. I think. But well, no. So now are... there's a thing where it's like you could give a cut of the profits, and maybe the NCAA is a little more willing to come to the table, you know, and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, yep. you know what? Now that we got to pay these guys, let's get some money flowing. If we can sell a game, and this game makes you know hundreds of millions of dollars, and we can give them a cut of that, we we'll keep our athletes happy." You know, keep them getting paid. You know, even if it's a small amount, it's still better than nothing. What keeps Uh, them from making just their own athlete? Because that's a lot. If they, like, put every 
player because you want to put the NCAA game, name. You want to put the NCAA name on your game. It's the same reason why you pay for the NFL license. Yeah, you, no one cares about a game that doesn't have the actual exactly. Teams. So you don't want the team that has like the Auburn Ligers. Yeah, you know yeah. that sounds like a neat team. Deal. I want that. <laughs> well, starting professional team, boys. <laughs> play backbreaker. Yeah. Oh god, backbreaker. Oh man, did you ever see not the expert play that? He did a video. I did. Yeah, that was. I did. Man, that was. That game is a lot more rough than I remember. Me too. Me Tackle too. Alley is still the best way to play that game. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just wonder if this makes them more likely to come to the table now that they got that figured out and just be like, hey, yo, what if they were just like, yo, 2K, you want to make a football game? <laughs> and 2K was like, yeah, we do. We'll put it out for one dollar. NCAA 2K21. <laughs> 2K21. 24. Well, the law takes uh, effect in 2023, so it won't be until 2023. No, I could get rid of this Shadowlands leak, because that's not a story anymore. Um, So, EA also, I guess in more EA story... Man, I should have reorganized this list. Um, yeah. They had a quarterly conference call a few days ago, uh, talking about their, you know, their profits and stuff like that. Um, next year we'll bring a full slate of new EA sports experiences. According to one Andrew Wilson, a man I can't stand listening to sometimes because he really, he really thinks his shit don't stink because he still works he, there and tries to defend looks, that company. He, yep. He still looks like the villain from Mirror's Edge Catalyst who murdered that franchise. Yep. Thanks, Andrew Wilson. Yep. Um, he said that new consoles are always an opportunity to drive in occasion. I don't even know what that is. In EA Sports games? Oh, that's a typo. <laughs> Innovation in EA Sports games. Innovation at the start of a new console cycle. Let me just remind you. Let me take you down uh, on a journey. Innovation at the start of a console generation means rip a lot of the features out of your most recent release on the old console and then add them back over the course of the generation as new features. Yes. That's the scientific way to do I it. I remember like, oh God, I remember Madden 06 on PS2. It had like the newspaper thing and like, you know, you put a guy on the trade block and it's like Quincy Carter's mad that he's on the trade block. He's like, I can't believe they would do this to me. And then you go in Madden 06 and it's just like, play the game or fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I hope. And then you just sim 30 years to get the thousand points anyway. That's what I did. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, that took a long time. So, yeah, that took a couple hours, it feels like. Um, <laughs> so this includes plans for NBA Live. Wow, there's a lot of typos in this Twinfinite article. Wh. NBA Live, wh. Uh, Sounds great like they need a proofreader. For the NBA, <laughs> NBA players. Sounds like they need a three-dog article. <laughs> oh, boy. They Sounds stressed. Three-dog. Ow! <laughs> um... Uh, companies working with an innovative new direction, themed all-star weekend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, experience designed around new ways to engage, connect, and create true basketball. Oh, my God. It's like he doesn't know. He's been in this position for so long, and he still doesn't know how to talk about a fucking video game. I guess he's talking to investors. Investors don't know what video games are. They just know that they sell for $60 for a plastic disc. Or sometimes no disc at all. Uh... 
so they have a greater understanding of the new platforms, what they can power, bringing social connection and accessibility to the forefront. They believe they- I'm about to stop my recording. <laughs> so much no, I'm not lying. I'm going to stop my recording. Um, yeah, so they, they doubled down. They're not going to ship the NBA Live in fiscal 2020. Um, they're expanding the vision for NBA Live. Uh, Apex Legends will be the shooter. It will be the release shooter for fiscal year 2021, uh, which runs from April 2020 to March 2021. So that's going to be their shooter for the year is Apex. Which is probably smart because Apex is probably the best game they put out in this year. Three years. Like since Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 was probably the last good game they put out that didn't have any controversy around it. Even Apex has a little bit. Uh, Fiscal year 2021 will bring new content, new ways to play Battlefield 5. The next Battlefield game will release in fiscal 2022. Uh, So that's the following year after the one I mentioned. So we're looking at that no earlier than 2021. Featuring new innovations enabled by next-gen consoles and the growing install base. Uh, there For next year, they will also uh, bring unannounced new titles and new IP for multiple platforms. Uh, uh, Blake Jorgensen, yes. Um, yeah, so teasing Apex Legends will launch on new platforms, uh, geogra- geographies, and on mobile. So that's probably the next consoles. That's mobile. We were talking about that before, Tony. Uh, and geographies probably just means more countries. I don't know why it wouldn't be available. It's, I don't. Know. It's hmm. I don't. This sounds like the worst written article ever. Please, please. Okay. Just stop. Please. It's time to stop. It's already dead. <laughs> um. Last piece of news. I guess this is good news. Uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare breaks multiple sales records. Sure. Go figure. Call it's, of Duty. It did it. It did the thing it's supposed to do every year. It's feeling like it's 20, 2009 again. Um, Great. So here we go from IGN. They put together, uh, this is all announced by Activision, but I'm pulling it from their article because it's probably cleaner than anything Activision put out. Um, it has become the top selling new premium game release of 2019. It has sold more units in its first three days than any other Call of Duty this generation. Considering this generation has not been kind to Call of Duty, it's not saying a lot. Um, it had the biggest uh, selling digital opening in Activision history. It set a PlayStation 4 record with highest digital sales in the first three days and had the biggest Call of Duty PC launch ever. Uh, Bobby Kotick, everybody's favorite CEO who's been out of the limelight lately, uh, went out and really threw some shade, said it more than doubled the box office opening of Joker, brought in an estimated $234 million. Uh, I believe $600 million is the number. Yeah, over $600 million in its first three days. Uh, which is a big deal because Call of Duty used to do that. And it's doing it again. Uh, they had, so there was a tweet compared to how other CODs have done in their first three days. Uh, Black Ops 4 did 500 million. So this has already surpassed Black Ops 4 and World War 2. They both did the same amount. Um, Black Ops 3 did 550. Uh, Advanced Warfare doesn't have numbers. Uh, Ghost doesn't have numbers. But for what it's worth, last generation, Black Ops 2 did 500 million day one. Modern Warfare 3 did 400 million day one. And the original Black Ops did 360 million day one. In dollars, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Which is like... Call of Duty makes money. It's still a bit of a far cry from what it used to be. But it's still... 
that's good. It's a good chunk of change. Yeah, congrats to uh, those developers. I've been hearing good things. Man. Just zero interest from yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Black Friday to see if they do a sale, and then maybe I'll pick it up. Like, it's, it's one of those yeah. annual releases that feels like somebody should play it and talk about it on the site, you know? Uh, you know, I'm, I don't talk <laughs> about 2019 games on the site at all. I know, that's why we need more people. I've only talked uh, about one. I know, that's why... I, yeah, I was going to say, that's why I'm happy that we're actually kind of bringing out more people. No, Charles' second article went up today. There we go. Yeah, it went up today. Uh, piece on uh, Destiny 2 New Light. There you go. If In case you wanted or needed more Destiny articles, we got you. No, nah, he, he, he did this kind of at my behest. Um, it's a nice little breakdown of kind of like, you know, because he hasn't played Destiny 2 up until now. So it's kind of his thoughts a, a month into New Light as a... You know, as a new light player and brand new to Destiny 2, how he feels. There you so, go. Uh, nice. Nice insight there. If you're still thinking about playing Destiny, check that out. Um, I also finally put up my piece for uh, We Were Here, which was that game I talked about on the podcast probably like a week, two weeks ago. And was like, yeah, there's going to be an article up. And then it took a week. Yeah, you want to put an article up for the second one, too? Yeah, I'm going to. Because that was actually um, pretty great. Unless, unless you want to do it. I'll, I'll I think about it. One, you do the second one? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I'll probably get around Yo, you want to wanna talk about it? I mean, we're at the point where we talk about video games now. We can finally talk about video games. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it was definitely pretty fun. But it was some frustrating parts there because it doesn't really give you a direction like in uh, how the first one did. Like, it pretty much tells you, like, what... <clears throat> Like, you need to be here doing this. This one so just, is like, you got to figure out yourself. I was just going to say, just for anybody who doesn't know, We Were Here is a co-op game that you are indirectly interacting with the other player. So communication is a must. So, like, we'd be in two different rooms, each with pieces of a puzzle, and we got to talk to the other person to put that puzzle together to open the door. Basically, it's how it works. <clears throat> yeah, but you yeah, got to find... Sorry, continue. Grab it. It's, uh... What was I saying? Right. You uh, were talking about some of the puzzles being a little tricky. Yeah. Like, we got stuck on a lot of puzzles because, like, the second puzzle, we had no idea what to do. Because there was, like, there was basically three separate puzzles in that one room. And it I didn't know information which one. overload. Yeah. I didn't know where to begin or what to do. So. Because, like, I, I had these candles. I had this, like, demonic summoning symbol in the middle. I had these, you know, these banners on the sides, and it was just like, I don't know what we're supposed to start with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But once we figured it out, and then it just kind of goes piece by piece. And it's like, yeah, it uh, just, like, felt like okay. Donald's. We just kept figuring stuff out one the by one. The one room one. that really frustrated me was the goddamn, um, like, the, the chessboard room. So there was this oh, yeah, room was where we basically, like, I there was this battlefield. And I was watching like this thing play out and Tony was actually moving the pieces to like get where they need to go. So I needed to tell him how to like, you know, oh, you need to move two spaces to the left, move forward three, move right one, move forward, attack that knight. So we got to clear all the knights off of the field and stuff like that. Um, And then the last part of it, our boards were different. So I'm trying to tell him how to get to these doors and like, I see where like my stuff is. And then he's like, I can't go forward. There's a tower there. I'm like, what are you talking about? The towers to your left. He's like, no, it's right in front of me. And I was just like, son of a bitch. 
And that took us like probably that was the longest puzzle of the night. That took us probably like half an hour to beat that one. Yeah, eventually but, like, I just like fucking just went crazy with it and just figured it out randomly. Yeah, he he just kind of started playing around and eventually figured out how to do it. Um, yeah, once we go through our second playthrough and you're on the Lord's side, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll have to go through that again. But yeah, we finished it in one sitting. It's 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 we still did. a good game. We still need to get the good of our ending. frustrations. We got the yeah, uh, I know. bad ending so. We got the bad ending. I, I let Cypher go. Protected yeah, my I lord. I left him behind. I was just a lowly peasant. Yes. Protect my lord. What a loyal um, peasant he is. I'll be back yes. first. Don't worry. I trust you. Um. You play anything else this week, Tony? Anything else that you uh feel like you want to talk about? Um. No, nothing really crazy this week. Next week, though, probably. I think there are a lot of games coming out in November, so we'll probably get around to that. Yeah, that tends to happen. This is probably probably the next week or two are going to be the last batch of like big releases because nothing huge usually comes out after like Black Friday. Yeah. So the closer we get to Thanksgiving, the less likely we are to have to worry about playing a game. Uh, which is good. I still have so many games I need to get caught up on. Um, yeah, same. I still need to finish Digimon. Uh, I I spent... Okay, uh, is this the week... I didn't talk about Medieval last week, did I? No, Medieval just came out last week. Okay, we have some stuff to talk about. Okay, before we get into this, I have to take my dog out, because I, I thought we would be done by now, so I can take her out and just you guys keep talking. Sure. If that works. Okay. I'll be back in a few. So we'll talk about Destiny while he's gone. Um, Because I know he'll appreciate that. Uh, Oh, you wanted to talk about the GFTTFO. GTFO? I want him... Well, I guess we could talk about that. Did Ross play with you during that time? I'm sorry? Did Ross play with you? No, but he's familiar with the game. That's why I wanted to kind of save that from when he was here. Um, Yeah, understandable. Yeah, we could talk a little bit about Destiny. Uh, They just launched a bunch of new stuff this week. Have you done the dungeon yet? Oh, I haven't actually. I've it's literally really... the only thing I've done is play one round of Haunted Forest, and that's pretty much it. Yo, we should run the dungeon or like the raid tonight because I think they're trying to get. Well, I don't know if you can run the raid tonight, but um, um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to run a raid tonight. I think, but I don't uh, think I, I want to run a raid tonight. I want to, but um, yo, the dungeon is like I wasn't completely sold on it my first run through. It's like, it's it's really cool though. Like, it's got a lot of mechanics this time. Like, there's a lot of stuff of like, you know, you go into a room and you get this charge and then it's like you have to bring this orb to this place to trigger it and then you can only hurt the boss with that element. So like, if you get a void charge, you have to cash that into the void spot and then you can only hurt the boss with void. So there's times where like you're cashing in things you don't have. And then it's just like, well, if it's not arc or solar, I can't do it. Oh yeah, so, I saw something about that. Cause, yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna throw this one away and then just yeah, clear it just for like people 30 were seconds. just like cycling to get the uh, neutral one, so you can just use Izanagi and just burn them down. Yeah, I mean, we were still making the most of it, but um, it, it's a cool dungeon. The last encounter was really cool because it's one of those things like kind of like what they did at the end of the raid where it just kind of brings everything together in a really satisfying way. There's a really cool boss fight. Um, it, it never really felt bad. Like, you know how there's parts in the Shattered Throne that just kind of feel like bullshit? Like a, that final fight? 
Yeah. And it just kind of feels like a, a bad time. Uh, that did not happen in this dungeon. Like, there was nothing, like, felt unfair. Like, nothing felt like you're just being an asshole now. Like, because you just filled this room full of, like, hive knights and shit. Or, like, you know, the, the crazy, like, taken knight dudes. They didn't do that stuff, which I really appreciated. It kind of, it was just something that it's like, hey, once you figure out what to do, just do it and you're good. <clears throat> the other cool thing is, um, not all of the rewards are pinnacle, only the last one. So you can keep running it to get rewards. Wait, it's so always going to be, wait, you can get multiple pinnacles, multiple runs? No, 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 no. So the, only the end one is pinnacle, but you can, at the other encounters, they're not like powerful. So you can keep running it if you want to get loot. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. So like if you if, if if I run it, like I already ran it this week, but if I run it again, I'll still get loot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See, I wish they cool. did that for raids. Yeah. Like it don't need to be powerful, like they just need to have so we can like farm random rolls. Yeah, I agree. Cause like that's pretty much an MMO feature. Like that's you can keep running the same raids and stuff. And you'll still get gear with random rolls and stats that you want. But the way Destiny does it, I just, there's just no reason to run it more than once. Yeah, the dungeon kind of gives you a reason to do it. Yeah. Which is good. Which is you nice. You know, yeah. any, any excuse to get back in there and keep running stuff for me is is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the dungeon came out. Uh, Xenophage is out. The new bug machine gun. <sighs> um, I really wish that's... that had been good kind of a middling weapon like that there was a lot of hype around that gun and then it was just because it sounded like it was gonna be a pretty okay. cool gun turns it's, it's out it's still, just an explosive round machine gun that fires like, one shot every like three seconds it's not a terrible weapon like it's it not can a one shot like, a lot of like majors and stuff like that which is good in its own way but like they basically, the, I guess the problem with it is it's a heavy weapon that d that does not excel at either ad clear or boss shredding. Yeah, it excels in pretty much nothing, and it just has so little ammo. There's just it, it, no yeah, reason. It fills to have this it. weird gap of like it's not uh, you know you're not going to use this to burn down a boss, and you're not going to use this to clear a room of ads. You're just going to use it because you saw like oh hey you know that's a you know a, a a major wizard you know I can probably just kill him in one shot with this. Boom! It's done. Yeah, which halfway is across good the in map, its own way. But man, it it it's a sniper rifle that you hold down the trigger, basically. But it can't crit. It can't crit. It only see the problem with it is it doesn't really have that special of a of an exotic perk. It's literally just an explosive round. That's it. Yeah. There's really nothing fancy about it. Like if it was like. Oh, it explodes twice or something or something like that. That would have been nice, but no, it's just like it's literally just an explosive round. It's just a regular I don't know, explosive. Give it round. a week and there's gonna be like six YouTube videos of you don't even know how powerful Xenophage is until you see this. <laughs> you don't even know the true power of this weapon. You know what really bugs me? That this gun is way stronger than you think. Yeah, it's the same thing with the 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 Leviathan's breath. Like its perk is really not that special. It knocks people back okay it's good against unstoppables okay but there's just better things you can use instead of it because it fires like super slow and it's just like there's just better things that does the same yeah. job but like it's always going to be this thing though of like 
everybody's going to have their play style. Like as much as like, even yeah, though I have these Izanagi's, to any play ready, like, I, I don't know. Like I, I always like, I don't want to always have Izanagi on, you know, half the time I don't run it unless like, I know I'm going to use it in the next fight. But, you know, for the most part, I usually leave that to the side unless I know I'm like, hey, I'm going to go fight the raid boss. Let's bring this. <clears throat> like, I went through the whole raid, uh, not the raid, the dungeon, um, with an SMG, a loaded, with the, with a, the, the, why can't I think of the name of the damn gun? Um, a pillager, uh, a loaded question, and a delirium. Until the final encounter when I decided to switch my pillager for outbreak because I needed a little more range to fight. And Outbreak ended up being a perfect pickup. Yeah, Outbreak is still a good and then I, And then I switched my um, Delirium for a grenade launcher. Or a spike nade. That was it. Yeah. Like, Izanaki's not, like, required. It's not like what Whisper was. Like, you need a Whisper or you're just like, eh, whatever. But, like, it's just because it's Izanagi is, like, it's just a really good boss-killing weapon now. It's... Yeah, probably the if the best. It's finally the I? gun they said it was gonna be. Yeah, it's not. It like it was so disappointing when it came out, but now it's like I it get was. It, now. it was it's, a xenophage when it good. came out because it was like it's good, but it's like it's still not as good as Whisper. And then even with the initial nerfs to Whisper, it was still like eh. But like now that with yeah, the way that, you like, can play the game now. It's real good. I think it's mostly because of how they changed Luna and r- rallies. Yeah. Because now, like, loading that uh, that combined round is just a lot faster now, and you can get that DPS out a whole lot quicker now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's good. But yeah, the, the dungeon was good. Um, Festival of the Lost started this week. Uh, so the Haunted Forest is back. The Haunted Forest is still a good time. I'll be honest, the first time I ran it, I forgot the night was there because we ran it really well. And the last time I was running it, just before the podcast, I was like, oh shit, that night's here. <laughs> yeah, he smacked the you the night, fuck And I was up. like, oh shit, that's right, he's here. And he killed Especially me. when you have Blackout. He yep, Blackout was on and out. he murdered my face. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, so like that was... Excuse me. Uh, that thing's still fun. Going around, getting all the candy. I got all the masks. Um, yeah, it's really not that difficult to like complete everything this time around. No, the rewards are pretty good. I got the Braytech Werewolf. It's okay. I'm not. Excuse me. I'm not crazy about it, but excuse me. Yeah, like it was like the weapon that we I'm got also- from the Haunted Forest in the last Festival Loss was good because it was a really high power. Like what was it? Well, like, this one, this one's know. still good. This one has Zen Moment and Multi Kill Clip. That's pretty. So good. it's actually a really good gun. Can, it's just I don't well, like 450 autos. I think you can run it more to get random rolls for the, that weapon. Yeah, you can. You can get random rolls from her in exchange yeah, for candy. So I'm wondering if there's any like good random rolls that can play. I'm back. Than Welcome that. back. Because like the curated rolls are not always like the best rolls you can get on the gun. It's a it's good just, roll though. Yeah, it's a good roll. Zen Moment like Multi Kill Clip is a good roll. Multi-kill clip is always a good thing to put on there, but I don't know about... Zen Moment's okay, I guess. Zen Moment is an underrated role. It, it still considers my Zen Moment, um, Rampage, Blast Furnace. Or, yeah, it still considers that as my god role Blast Furnace. 
Like you can check on certain websites, you can type in like God rolls and it'll show you like your God roll weapons and it considers that to be the God roll. I guess it's good on an auto firing weapon or a really fast firing weapon. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Ross, we saved the destiny talk for when you were gone. Thanks. Welcome. Um, let's talk a little bit about GTFO. Uh, Ross, you've heard of GTFO, right? You remember it was announced at the game awards, 2017 four player co-op action. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had an alpha and I feel comfortable talking about this because it was a streamable alpha. There's no NDA or anything. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about GTFO. It was not very good. It was just, it wasn't a technical issue. It was just the game itself. So do you remember when they showed it and it was all like, you know, you know, creepy tunnels, alien, like check the ceiling. They could be anywhere. And then like you get in a room and it's like, oh, they're going to break down the door, set up turrets, guns, guns, guns. That is not what the game is. Imagine I don't know if you can really judge the what the game is going to be from this alpha. I feel like they just did they just threw this together. Well, no, it's it's a it's a level from the game. This is an actual level. Like this is going to be in the game. They just took a level from it and you spend most of your time walking into rooms Waiting for these dudes to have like this heartbeat where they're like body convulsions. Because if you move when they do that, they spot you and the whole room wakes up. Yeah, they'll probably then, tweak a lot of that now from this. And then they the did problem a lot of- is, it's like you're going through and you're just beating these dudes with hammers the whole time until somebody gets noticed. And then the guns feel terrible. They have no punch. They sound weak. They are weak. The guns are bad. And then they don't even give you full ammo. You start the level with no more than like 50% ammo in any of your guns. And even like 50%, like you're talking like three mags total. And these guys are bullet sponges because again, the guns are bad. So they don't feel good to fire. They don't sound good. And then you run out of ammo. So then when you do need the guns, when things get crazy in a room where it's like, we had this one event where we we made our we had our best run. We got to this door and it was a security thing. You had to stand in this circle to trigger the alarm. What we didn't know is it was going to move it for another alarm. And we didn't know that. So all these endless spawn enemies start flooding the room and we're sitting there out of ammo, surrounded by enemies, and we finally get up these stairs and we realize, "Oh shit, we had to go over there." It's bad. It's a bad game. I'm I'm not happy. Like we 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 played we gave it every opportunity. I probably put like, you know, 2 hours into the game. It was rough. Nobody I played with wanted to go back to that game. Which is probably the most damning thing I could say about it. It looked okay, it sounded okay. It's just okay at best. I'm very disappointed. Like that game does not that's not the game I was expecting it to be. Based on, like, even if you watch the trailer on Steam, what I played is nothing like that trailer. And it's going to take some pretty drastic changes to make that into a game that, like, feels good, I think. Which is crazy. Uh, I'm probably going to play a little bit of it today. 
I'll give yeah, it a the, go the, and get my own opinion on it. The alpha's back up. Uh, it's there. You know, so, it's, yeah, it's up until the third. I have still have three copies of the alpha to give out. So I mean, if anyone wants it and want to try it, let me know. Boss, <laughs> um, you want to try it? I don't know. Uh, I don't play games online. I barely play games at all. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You barely play games yep. this year. Yeah, no, it's I'm enjoying my time with Knights of the Old Republic 2 right now. Um, yeah, I've from speaking of which, it's a Star Wars game. I've seen a little bit of it. It looks like it's gonna be a fun time to play. I mean, the new one? Well, my, yeah. I hope it's good. Might, might have to well I, I don't even really have to worry about picking up. The moment up, they I compared have, it to uh, Sekiro, I was like, oh and much of my interest went. Yeah. The moment they were like, Yeah, there's like these bonfire things and when you rest there the, the enemies come back. I'm like, Why? There's so many well, yeah, Dark this, Souls this Dark games Souls coming no, out. No, I know, but here, I'm like, so. Why? Why are you making this a Dark Souls? That's that's what makes me like a little sad about it. Because like even the the combat's like very obviously inspired by it. You could have just, like, just made like a good force unleashed. <laughs> but and it's like a metroidvania so i don't know i, don't, I really want it to be I, good i hope it's good but that game sounds like a lot um all right let me wrap up what i got yeah. here uh damon x machina still playing that still enjoying it a lot actually ross you should you should nice. think about it it's quick yeah. it's easy like this is a game that's like perfect for your subway ride, or your train ride or whatever like the missions are short but satisfying and, like, I'm getting to a point where the story's really starting to come through and, like, there's some shit going on. Um, I really mm. enjoy playing around with my mech, getting new weapons, and, like, I'm, I'm piecing together, like, my perfect builds and stuff like that. I'm figuring out, like, okay, I need this weapon for this situation, this for this, things like that. Uh, I had one mission where I ran completely out of ammo and had to punch a, a very mobile unit to death. Which was huh. not fun, but <laughs> that's kind of on me. <laughs> We're not... Be prepared yeah. for that one. Um, I think I'll be I'll be on the lookout for that on Black Friday. Yeah, that's a surprisingly uh, good game. Uh, spoiler alert: the guy who voices Hubert also voices a guy who seems bad in this game. Typecast. Yep. <laughs> he is. He just sounds evil. He's just. He's just like, oh, the world is fucked, and I'm just trying to unfuck it my own way. <laughs> <sighs> If I don't do it, who will? Hey, hey, hey. Father Beans. I am inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Thanos really took a dive without Josh Brown. Medieval. I played Medieval. I beat Medieval the day I played it. You did? Yep. I beat it. Uh, It is certainly that game. Flaws and all. This is probably... Are you happy about that? Yes and... Do you wish they would have done I a bit more? I wish they would have done more. There were yeah. problems that were very glaring with that game. Like, the fact that the camera is still an issue. Like, there are times... Like, the problem with that game is, like, they did what they had to do with the hardware... And there are a lot of weird transitions where, like, you're walking forward into a room, then you're walking sideways into the next room, then you transition again quickly and you're walking towards the camera. And, like, there are times where the camera change is so jarring and then you're dead. Just like that. I I, I just died. Um, There are moments where, like, you're moving around in the game 
And like either Dan doesn't want to stop or he doesn't want to go the right way. And then all of a sudden you're dead. Uh, you're using a life bottle. Um, I think traversing the map should have been a little easier than it is. Um, they added some like additional effects to it, which is really cool. I really like the map. Like it's beautiful, man. You got like this almost like, it's almost like a board game, like kind of thing. You've got like in certain areas where there's things going on, like the windmills spin on the map for the uh, scarecrow field. Uh, the, the, up by the hilltop mausoleum, you can see the rocks going down like the different ways. And like, there's really cool stuff going on, but they added a little too much flair. And like sometimes moving from location to location, we're talking a matter of seconds, but like, it's like they managed to make that thing longer. And it's like those seconds add up when I'm trying to go from the ghost ship back to the graveyard because I need to refill my life bottles, you know? And it's like you just made that whole journey like a total of 10 seconds longer, which isn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but I notice it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the game is really good. The feedback was my biggest issue with that game. I was... There were times where I didn't know I was taking damage until I popped a, a, a life bottle, which is effectively a life. So basically, I used a life, and I was like, oh shit, I'm taking damage. Which, like, in the first game, like, when Dan got hit, he'd be like, oh, ow, oh, oh, ow, oh, you know? So he'd make noises and stuff, like, help me, I'm taking damage. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a bad situation. In this one, he just kind of stands there and takes it. And I'm just spamming the sword back and forth, because that's what you do in medieval. Um, especially once you get the magic sword. Why use anything else? Um, but, like, there were just stuff that, like, it looked good. It sounded good. I had some problems with parts of the soundtrack where the soundtrack got a little too lively in areas where, like, in the first game, they just nailed it. Dark and gritty and, like, mm, it was perfect. And then, like, this time around, some of them are just, like, a little too happy, a little too Danny Elfman, you know? Yeah. And, 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 eh, that's a personal gripe. It's, you know, that's a me thing. But um, there was more that should have been done to this game as a game in 2019, like a game that we're talking about released in 2019, remake or not, there is a lot to get in the way in this game. And it's not something that I can just be like, yo, you need to play this. It's like, you need to play this if you have reverence for the game. But if you've never played Medieval, there's a lot of this game that is kind of inexcusable in 2019 for how it plays. Especially when, like, you know, you have these remasters that are fixing some of those issues. You know, like Crash and Spyro. You know, they don't have a lot of the issues that cropped up back in the PS1 days. And then Medieval is just too faithful, I think. It's, it's, I wanted to love it and I just liked it. There's part of me that is like, man, if I could just, if I could just assign the camera to the right joystick, I would just go play the PS1 version again. Which, yeah. well, that's kind yeah. Of Still holding out hope for Mega Man Legends three. <laughs> Um, I mean, they're testing the waters with all these collections they're releasing, so we'll I see. I know. Bring it back. Bring back Mega Man Legends. Listen, I've bought unfuck that. both Mega Man X collections, and I've bought the Mega Man Zero collection, so we'll uh, we'll have to see how big the market Mega is on Man Mega Man games. Legends. Mega Man Legends. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really wanted to love Medieval. It was, it was, it was good, but not great. Not, not what it should have been in 2019. 
So I, I don't think they're going to do any more with that. I think Medieval's just going to be what it is, and that's that's going to be it. It'll yeah, do. That's, uh, it'll probably that's do its best in. numbers when it's on sale for like five bucks. That's when Medieval will sell well, and people will be like, hey, this game is charming at least. Um, uh, lastly, this week for me, I played The Outer Worlds. Ross, I have the cure for what ails you. It is called The Outer Worlds. Do you like... What ails me? I wasn't aware I was being you're ailed. You're being ailed by lack of passion for video games. So okay. what if I told you this game not only had solid gameplay, had okay. some witty writing, delightful mm-hmm. characters, and a mm-hmm. tasteful art style. Oh. And deci- interactions that are based entirely on the way you build your character. Such as, if you make an intelligent character, you'll be able to have intelligent conversations with people. And if you make a complete nincompoop, uh, people will treat you differently (laughs) if they know you're stupid. (laughs) And you will not have certain dialogue options because you're an ignoramus. (laughs) And that's how I'm going to play it the second time. You can literally, you know that doctor that frees you, that that wanted guy who frees you right at the beginning of the game? Like, you remember him from the trailer? You can turn him in in Mm -hmm. the first town you go to. You could be like, hey, I know this guy. I know where he is. And you could just turn him in. First town. (laughs) And the game plays completely differently from that point. It's it, it's installed on my computer. I just need to sit down and press. This is like, so the thing I will tell you is this game is open, but not in the way of like, it is open in the way destiny is open. Not in the way that a fallout is open. So there's plenty of Mm -hmm. places to go, but it's not, it's never too much. So like, you don't need to worry about getting lost. Like if they want you to have quests, they'll they'll let let you know like there's a quest here and like they kind of keep them focused and then you can go out you can do a bunch of quests you come back you get the next bunch you go out you do them it's not like fallout where it's just like you're on this endless cycle of i walked from point a to point b but got diverted six times by six new quest givers so far uh it's it's pretty clean and it kind of keeps you focused i'm a big fan i was like it's a it's a kind of a drier humor it wasn't a lot of like laugh out loud funny, but there were things that happened. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good, you know? Uh, and then there were moments mm-hmm. where I was genuinely laughing because like everyone in this game, like the first guy you meet, he's just like, oh, hey, you know, I'm in pretty bad shape, but don't worry. I'm going to take these things from Spacer's Choice. Spacer's Choice. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. And like they're all walking advertisements. All these people <laughs> in this world are just like, oh, yeah, you know, I would do that too. But, you know, I got the... Like, they're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't heal me because, like, I can't get help from non-corporate doctors. You know, <laughs> like, it'll violate my contract. Um, but, like, everybody's just advertising. Like, somebody was like, oh, you sound crazy. Like, you should really go and get this uh, this ale. It'll cure what ails you. And, like, that was their thing. And then, like, I'm talking to all these people about, like, oh, the ship. You don't know what the ship is? I'm a survivor from it. And then, like, I left and went back, and they were like, some dude's walking around here talking about this fucking ship like a crazy person. <laughs> so, like, it's a reactive world that I really like, and, like, that's the thing Fallout never did, and, like, even, like, Oblivion and Skyrim, they never had a world that felt like it was reacting to what you were doing. You were just kind of doing things. 
this game definitely gives you that feedback that makes you want to have those conversations and kind of say crazy things because it's like they're going to do stuff based on that. Sounds cool, man. This like this is a game, man. Like I played this game once, and it already just that's that jumped right on my top ten with four hours of playing it. It jumped yeah. right on the top ten, and that's not to say anything bad about other games this year. It's just like I was immediately charmed by this game. Nice. I think I think I'm you excited should play to play it. Absolutely. I just need to start. I think it. You should absolutely play it. I'll play this weekend yeah. at some point, I'm sure. What, I don't play many like, single-player games, so maybe I'll get into this. Yo, it's, everybody should play it, especially with Game Pass. Everybody should play it. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to lose. I have Game Pass, so I might yeah. as well just install it and play it. And so far, like, not a bug to be seen. Obsidian is really just becoming like just a top-notch developer. Really happy with mm. their work. They, they get it. This game gets what it is, and it's not trying to be anything but exactly what it is. And I, I respect the hell out of that. That's all you can ask for. So what have you been playing, Ross? What, what's your blast from the past this week? Other than KOTOR 2? Or- uh, I've also been playing an, an Obsidian game. It's their very first game, um, which is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords. Um... Been on a big Star Wars kick recently with uh, Episode Nine coming out next month. Um, so I've been reading books, been reading comics, playing games. Uh, so yeah, it's Kotor One uh, on any given day is my number one or number two favorite game of all time. Um, the second game, which originally made by Bioware, um, for the second game it was given to Obsidian. And uh, the the of course my dog decides to chew her it's bone. Okay, it Thank wouldn't you, be a half Greta. gen podcast if Reddit wasn't on it. It's true. Um, uh, they gave it to Obsidian, who did a very good job. The most damning thing about the game is that the publisher at the time um, rushed them hard to get the the game out of the door. Um, so basically, it shipped with a ton of bugs, and the ending was basically just missing. Um, but over the years, um, fans have been able to actually get rid of most of the bugs through modding. And also, um, there's this massive mod called um, the uh, Sith Lords, uh, I think it's Restoration Content Mod, where basically all of the files that were the end of the game were still in the game files. And modders have stitched them back together to actually complete the wow. game uh, um so which includes like entire planets that were cut missions that were cut dialogue cutscenes, like Is everything was in there like voice lines for it oh wow yeah yeah like it's actual stuff that they got done and recorded but couldn't like put together in time before they were forced to ship it so basically the end of the game they made like into a slideshow with narration over it but because of over all these years with these fans, they've finished the game. Um, so I'm playing with that mod installed, obviously. And um, it's a very different game to the first uh, Knights of the Old Republic. First Knights of the Old Republic feels like like Star Wars. Like, you're saving the galaxy. It has, in my opinion, the best twist in video game history. Um, and a lot of fiction, to be honest. Um and uh, 
The second game is very, it's much more quiet. It takes place five years after the events of the first game with um, some returning characters, some new characters, and it's just a very different, tonally, it's a very different game. And I've I've started it a few times in the past, um, but I really want to stick with it this time and uh, play it to the end. Um, but, um, so yeah, that's, that's the only thing I've been playing. Witcher has been on the back burner because... Instead of playing games on the train, I've been reading books and comics on the train. But I'm definitely looking to get back into that because that game was freaking amazing. Hey, Rob, um, speaking of books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're All not right. speaking All of right. books. We'll, we'll, um, we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this offline. Um, so, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Um, this is going to be very, I feel, a very Obsidian weekend for me. Um along with maybe some CD Projekt Red. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. All right, Ross, uh, do you want to close us out with your traditional uh, game releases of the week? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, next week, which uh, Monday the 4th through Friday the 8th, um, you want to hear about some games, my friends? I love games. That's you know what, what I'm game, here for. Games are my favorite. Last I checked, this was a game website. No extracurricular articles, Tony. That's debatable, but... <laughs> to, I don't Tuesday know, you guys have antigen here on somewhere on the site. he's right. Fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I blame Chris. Oh, okay. So, Tuesday the 5th, um, we have Harvest Moon Mad Dash for PS4 that, that and Switch. That sounds like a mobile game. It does. Uh, we have a Just Dance for the PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Wii. Um, how co- how has that not come to PC yet? Uh, it's, how would that I don't track? You have a camera. Why are we giving it more airtime than it deserves? Oh, I'm sorry. Planet Zoo. You Planet one. Zoo is coming to PC. I'm I'm okay. going in my own order. All my right, dude. Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games coming to Switch. And uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 come to PC. That game will look really Apparently nice. Yeah, maybe I'll pick it up are... for the PC. Maybe you can write about it. <laughs> maybe yeah. I just don't Boy, care. Boy, if there's if there's a game I won't touch with a 10-foot bowl, yeah. it's that game. Just don't I think care. I'm finally starting to... Um, man, remember when we both decided we didn't want it, then we did, then we bought it? Yep. Mistakes. Yep. And then I traded it back in for $15. I traded for the way you were a fool. <laughs> yep. I was too lazy and waited too long. Uh, November 7th, defeat early on which is... Games. Trust me. I know, I need to. Uh, it's I still can't get into control. Thursday, November 7th, Garfield Kart, Furious Racing. Jeff Gersman's most anticipated game of 2019. I'm going to go say that's supposed to be Furious. I know it's yeah. furious, but like that just seems yeah. like a bad pun waiting to happen. Wow! Now my my <sighs> mind is short circuiting now looking at the word. Um, oh God! It's coming to PC, PS4, Switch, you were, and Xbox you were, you One. Were correct. I'm just yeah. Yeah. No, I I if it I I get it. See now yeah, I'm seeing it. it. Now I can see yeah, the Matrix. Okay. There should be a second R if it was furious. Yeah, I feel you're like correct, okay. But I just feel like that's a pun waiting it, to happen. I've, I've been podcasting for almost two hours. My mind is fried. <laughs> November 8th, which is next Friday. Um, Layton's Mystery Journey for Switch. 
Need for Speed Heat for PC, PS4, Tony and Xbox and I will One. Be playing that, and we will have words uh, for the next yes, week's podcast. Yes, let's hope they let us play it together. We will have words <laughs> for that. Um, everyone's most anticipated game of 2019: New Super Lucky's Tale coming to Switch, um, and uh, yeah, Death Stranding is coming. Game coming out ps4 no marketing push um and those are your releases for next week um i'm not gonna play any of them i don't want to jump ahead but like what the fuck is that (laughs) don't worry about it we'll get to it we'll get to it get to it next week my friend um is it is it sad that like understanding death stranding is coming out on the 8th the most excited i am is for a game on november 14th Yeah, I'm most excited for two games on November yeah, 15th. So. Honestly, this is probably the least excited I've ever been for Death Stranding. It is one week away from Death Stranding, even yeah. though I'm not going to get it for PS4. Right? Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, it's, oh, it's happening. Kojima has you exactly where no, he wants to. No, that's the thing, though, is like Metal Gear Solid Five had all that hype, and then like it finally came around, and it was just like, oh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five is coming out. And then, like, yo, this game's actually really yeah. good. Yep. What if Death um, Stranding ends up being game of the year? What if Death Stranding's the best oh, Halo shit. game ever? That would take a lot. And that's where we're ending this week's podcast. All right. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm going. I'm Ross delirious. Needs to get out. Yeah, he needs to GTFO. <laughs> I need my, my sleepy time. You're a real trooper, Ross. Thanks for sticking with us, and thank you all for sticking yep. with us, listening to another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Uh, Ross, do you have anything going up this week? Uh, nothing currently planned. Um, we'll see how much Outer Worlds and Kotor Two I play this weekend. So expect a. Did you ever play for Kotor Two? If he finishes it, and then when he finishes it, that's going to be. Long game. A thing that happens. I I'm, I I can oh, yeah. I can be safe in saying that. Yeah, even yeah. if he doesn't yeah, finish yeah, it, he's yeah. probably gonna do it. No, <laughs> I have honor. You must. honor. <laughs> you must. Last I checked, oh, this is a video must. game website. <laughs> I don't know. There's anime. Yeah, no, there isn't. And there books. won't be any more. The video delete. game books. That's kind of the same realm, and we, we need to talk you. about that. Offline. Let's talk about that offline. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Uh, And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.